0: Hiya.
1: Good evening.
0: Welcome to Council Fire with the Riverwinds. We're your your imperfect host, Chief Joseph.
1: And Dr. Laelan Riverwind.
0: We pray many blessings to you in the name of Creator and His Son Yeshua. Father Creator, we just give you this time and we ask that you bring revelation and peace and knowledge and understanding.
1: Increase love and forgiveness. And we ask you for your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, to flow during this time through to each person who's listening. In the name of your precious Son, Yeshua the Messiah.
0: Amen. Well, we are very, very excited about today's program. Uh, It's a subject that many people ask us about, and also something that's very little known about.
1: And it's very near and dear to our hearts.
0: Yes, and that is the drum. What is it about the drum? Why does it call the people? What is it about the First Nations drum that caused the enemy to come against our people through the church and through doctrines of men to say that our people cannot use the drum? We're going to explore these things and also pray that you'll have a revelation of understanding of how powerful the drum is in the hands of a First Nations believer and worshiper
1: and we're going to look at what does scripture say about the drum mm-hmm. you know what does creator say about it why you know everything that he has to say is always more important than our opinions and unless we're seeking his will about it then um you know it really when it boils down to it our opinions don't matter
0: it doesn't <laughs>
1: our it It doesn't matter.
0: Well, see, it's because of man's opinions that we have over 40,000 denominations just within Christianity alone. You know, now, if everybody would go back to the one standard, you know, there's a standard that the creator gave us. You know, his instructions for us to live a good and pure and righteous life and a blessed life. And when we renew our minds to the mind of the Messiah, which what did he teach? He didn't teach his own teaching. He taught what his father had given him. So we're going to explore that because what the Creator gave to the Son was the teachings that we have in Scripture. And we're going to see what Scripture says about the drum.
1: Well, the first mention of it is in Genesis 31-27.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of mention, how do you say it in Hebrew? Tof. And that comes from two letters in the Hebrew language. Uh, and the first mention is Genesis thirty-one twenty-seven, And Dr. Larlan is going to read that one for us.
1: Um, it was... Back when Jacob was sneaking off in the middle of the night with Laban's daughters.
0: Indian people call that teepee creeping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, he he left in the middle of the night, I believe it was, sneaking off.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, Laban caught up with them. And he said in verse 27, Mm -hmm. well, let's start in 26. Laban says to Yaakov. What do you mean by deceiving me and carrying off my daughters as if they were captives taken in war? Why did you flee in secret and deceive me and not tell me? I would have sent you off with joy and singing to the music of tambourines and lyres. Uh,
0: Interesting irony that Yaakov, which means deceived, they saying, why are you deceiving me? He's <laughs> twice. No,
1: Levin is saying it too, Yaakov.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Laban is saying it too, yeah. Yaakov. Yeah, Yaakov is living up to his name. <laughs> He's
1: like, well, that's what my name is. But um. But here he is saying, hey, we would have sent you off with singing and and music. And, and the drums. Which is probably a stretch on Laban's part. I mean, <laughs> knowing his character and some of the other things that he said he'd do that he took his sweet time of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's probably, Jacob probably wasn't really uh, too far off in, in what he was guessing could have happened, but here he, he talks about a joyous occasion to mm-hmm. use the drum. Now this is not a sacred purpose for using the drum. Right, this was just this a, a send off.
0: Um, al- although as native people, we have send-offs as well. When somebody leaves, you sing a song over them—a
1: traveling song. A traveling
0: song, or Job. A blessing song. In the book of Job, he he bemoans that he wasn't able to send somebody off with a song. Uh, so there's another uh, uh, biblical tradition that we find also among First Nations people. Now the 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 drum is very near and dear to our heart, and our our hopes is is in showing you. Uh, those in, in, that are First Nations people who have been told that you cannot use the drum to worship the Creator, uh, we hope that you'll be free from that by the end of this teaching. Because Creator, very often we will find the drum all throughout Scripture. And it's very much, as you know, those First Nations who are listening, we use the drum for warfare.
1: So it's very important to to realize that what we're giving you is... Is well researched and we're going to show it to you why this is important Mm -hmm. Um, we don't desire just to spread our philosophies around we desire to spread the Word of God around Mm -hmm. and um, so let's read the next verse um, in Exodus 15 verse 20
0: Exodus 15 verse 20 and Miriam the prophetess the sister of Aharon, took the drum in her hand and Toph, and all the women went out after her with Toph and with dancing. Then went out with the drums and with dancing. This was a victory song that she sang uh, after coming out of Mitzrayim, after her coming out of Egypt. This is and,
1: after they crossed over the, the Reed Sea.
0: Yeah, and powerful to me that that the very first depiction of, of victory celebration was done by the women. Mm-hmm. You know, the women... You know, led by Miriam, a prophetess. She had she spoke and operated in the gift of prophecy, picks up their drums and starts singing a victory song. Can you imagine what that must have been like mm-hmm. hearing thousands and thousands and thousands of women singing? I mean, we hear it with like the round dances in the longhouse. You know, I can I can only imagine what that sounded like coming out of the desert.
1: I bet people were dancing their happy dances.
0: Yeah, all sorts of happy dances. Uh, So tell us us about Toph and the the two letters that make up that word.
1: Okay, but before we get off of that, Miriam and the the drums (laughs) and, and the ladies that were singing there, I'd like to put this in perspective. And so let's think about the fact that these women, all their life had been raised in Egypt. They had never been outside of Egypt, the land of slavery to them and that land of Egypt was filled with not just dozens not just hundreds but literally thousands of gods mm-hmm. false gods and doubtless the people in Egypt the Egyptians were using instruments in the practice oh, of, of their gods mm-hmm. you know So there would have been drums, drumming going on when they're Mm, sacrificing, you know, people and children to, um, these false gods and goddesses, but yet those, those uses, um, did not completely cloud the instrument so that it couldn't be used. Now, of course... Um, I would strongly doubt that Miriam was involved in any. There's nothing in Scripture to indicate that she personally would have been involved in anything like that. Right. However, um, she would have been familiar with the fact that they would have been using these in Egypt.
0: Well, of course, because they were they were keeping Shabbat. You know, they were. You know, they, these, these were things that the Hebrews that, were. The Hebrews were. You know, so there were songs and 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 music that they had already, you know, and songs that they had for praise. Uh, But but it's beautiful that that we're shown this picture of this deliverance and the women being the first ones crying out to the Lord and to the Creator in praise. praise, You know, and what do we see now in the church? The majority of the church is filled with the women. Where are the men? You know, where are the men who are supposed to be there praising God, praising the Creator, taking their proper place as heads of their families?
1: And praising God with reckless
0: abandon. Yes, absolutely. So, so the the drums. You know, we our people were told. You know, well, we can't use these drums. Matter of fact, there was one time when we were um, uh, asked about the, the the hand drums, and while well, on the worship stage there was a regular you know drum kit. It said Yamaha. You know, and one of the responses uh, was, "Well, would it be better Can we if we wrote Yamaha on the?" On our high drum, would that make it okay? And
1: what, just so that for clarifications, the person who had invited had invited us there to speak and to to minister and song um, had serious misgivings about a about a native drum, and it's strange to hear that when what you're like you're saying, you look up on the stage of their um, or the the praise and worship area, mm-hmm. and well, it's a stage in some places. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> and there's a kit drum there, and mm-hmm. it's it's you know so the question was why is that kind of drum okay but but my drum is not okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, who knows what that kit drum might have been used for if if it had been bought, purchased used, but you know there's there's scripture that talks about. inst a a physical object being either sacred or unclean. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And there are times it talks about in the tabernacle, uh, the tabernacle of Moses, that certain things, if they were touched, that they would make the person who was unclean, who touched them, clean instead of the opposite instead of the person that was unclean touching something that was consecrated and and making it unclean mm-hmm. and i think that's an amazing picture of our maker and how he is uh, so pure and holy that even our nastiness even our uncleanness cannot pervert him but yet he can make us sacred
0: mm-hmm. And, and, and that's such a perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of a time you know there's there's a protocol that goes with having a drum. You can't just get a drum and start singing songs that you don't know or just start you know doing the the what do I call it the hey, how are you? you know the Hollywood hey how are you? Hey how are you? Hey how that's not what our songs are. you know the, it, it's the heartbeat of our people. so if you' if your heart is going like this, we need to be at a hospital, not at the powwow. Um, but, you know, this the this heartbeat of our people, this drum, it, it's what we use to praise. And there's times when, you know, you're not allowed to come to the drum uh, smoking cigarettes. This is the way that I was taught uh, with many of the drums that I've sang with both southern and northern across the country. You know, you don't, and this is what the elders taught, you don't smoke around the drum. You don't bring, you know, your, your cigarette breath to the drum because you're using it to praise the creator you don't you haven't you don't drink anything you don't have alcohol in your system when you come to the drum because or drugs, or drugs because you're using you're singing not just for the people but for the creator and the people are going to dance you know for the creator you know and, and there's just this powerful thing that takes place when everybody's singing in unison one voice is being lifted up and there have been exceptions uh which is this ties into what you said about the drum and things that are sacred, making something that's unclean sacred. And there there have been times where people have come to the drum who were completely either drugged up or intoxicated. And and there was a deliverance that took place when they came to that drum. And and it was like they were they were snapped out of that addiction. You know, and you hear about that with a lot of drums that are that are used still in a sacred manner, the way that they're supposed to be done.
1: And we know that it's not the drum itself that's doing that. Right. That the drum is an instrument of praise and worship.
0: It's and, prayed over, it's blessed.
1: And what does Scripture say? That he will inhabit the praises of Israel, his people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when we're using that, in an, the drum in an honorable way for praise, then he's going to be in the midst of it. You know, when just about every native person that... Um, that you would approach at a drum and ask them, who are you singing these songs to? He would tell you, he's singing them to creator for the people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if he's answering in the most traditional sense, the songs are to creator and they are for the benefit of the people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, when you're looking at that, that, that creator would inhabit the praises you know, if these songs are being sung to him in his honor, then then, regardless, he's going to inhabit that. And when he shows up, when Creator shows well, you up, you know it. <laughs> you know, people are going to be changed. Mm-hmm. That, and it's going to nurture the spirit.
0: And that happens. See, Native people are very spiritual people. You know, we understand and are raised with and acknowledging mm-hmm. that there's a spiritual realm. There's a realm that we can't see. You know, and it's so simple, look at the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can feel its effects. We know that there's an unseen world. We know that there's a supernatural realm. The protocol of you know having a drum keeper who has his very specific responsibilities for that drum, having a, the, the song, the leader, the, the song keeper, who has a very specific responsibility of bringing the songs uh, to, to the people. And, and then you have the singers who are part of that. And then the women who are part of the singing and there's there's a very powerful protocol that takes place that also ties into what toth in Hebrew means in the Paleo.
1: And there's also even the sacrifice of an animal's life, so that um, so that that can occur. And I mm-hmm. see a beautiful picture of 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 Yeshua in that because. Um, Traditional drum makers, when you ask them for a drum, if they could make you a drum, they'll say, you know, you're supposed to gift them at that time, Mm -hmm. a protocol gift, and, and typically it's a very specific thing.
0: And there are still traditional drum makers out there.
1: And then that drum maker will accept the gift, and then they will say, I'll pray on it. And they'll go and pray, and they'll pray that if you are supposed to have a drum, that creator will provide the animal Mm -hmm. for the hide and then they'll go hunt. And if the animal does not show up, if the animal is not obtained and killed for the skin, then it's just not your time yet. And the person, the drum maker will get back to you and say, you've got things in your life. You need to talk to creator about, you need to get with creator in prayer. It's not time yet. Mm -hmm. And then later hopefully that will change and you you start the process over again and no but amount of
0: money will sway that decision either if
1: they they
0: are a true traditional drum maker and a true traditional drum maker will make a drum um, with a lifetime guarantee you know on it uh, to put modern day words on it but but there is a very there's this very specific protocol even just as you were explaining in the process of receiving A drum you know if you're ready to have one it's not to say that you can't go and buy a drum but this is what we're talking about is a sacred drum drums that are used for a specific purpose which is for in the spiritual realm and prayer uh, for worshiping for for sending the songs up to the Creator you know are it's it's no uh, it not coincidence but it's because we don't believe in coincidences you know that's when God's anonymous Um, but it's no uh, uh, seeing how Trickster would want to stifle the First Nations people's voices on the drum, no especially in the church. It, right. It's no, it's no surprise. Why? Because we are pouring our everything into those songs when we're singing. And, and the people that are dancing are dancing and they're worshiping, they're praying. It's a form of warfare. You know, I mean, what do you, you hear in all those little the old Indian Hollywood movies? The, the war drums, right? The war drums. And it would strike fear in the hearts of people. You know, because when we go to war we go to war when we go to honor someone with that drum we're honoring when with the honor song you know when we're we're doing a blessing song it's it's an instrument of blessing there's so many different facets and purposes for a drum but tell us tell us uh dr Laurelin, how the two hebrew words put together in the paleo hebrew give us an even deeper depiction biblically of what the drum's purpose is for.
1: Okay, and I know what your meaning is the one word of drum. Yes. Looking at the two letters and what the meaning of the letters are. Okay, so drum is, like we mentioned, the word tof and in Hebrew. And it's mentioned 17 times in the Bible. And uh, the word tov comes from the two letters tov or tov and Pei, or Fei, actually. And the tau. the first letter, is indicative of covenant, okay? The second letter is a picture of an open mouth. And they're very interesting because you talk about covenant and you're talking about alignment, mm-hmm. okay? Kingdom alignment, relationship alignment commitment, and dedication. So when you look at that, you, you've got to examine what is the covenant going on with somebody in that case.
0: Well, just, just like keeping Shabbat exemplifies everything that you just explained. It's an eternal covenant. It's us showing that covenant when we keep it, you know, the the, the wedding ring on the bride of the Messiah. And it's something that, that's proclaimed. It's something that you walk in. I mean, there's, there's so many layers to this
1: so then the next one the next letter Fe, the picture of the open mouth now think about the fact that the words you know life and death is in the tongue Mm -hmm. and so depending on that first letter tov where our covenant is depending on if we're walking in manifesting that covenant or if we're indulging something that we shouldn't the fruit out of out of our heart is going to come the abundance through our tongue mm-hmm. and so that open mouth is what our mouth is doing now if we are walking in light we will be praising with an open mouth we will be speaking words of life with right. an open mouth and
0: you're saying this because in the hebrew It's a very clear—I mean, literally black-white distinction—you find all throughout in the Hebrew language and scripture. You're either in the kingdom
1: of light or in the kingdom of darkness. Right. So
0: even you know, so even every Hebrew letter has both a positive and a negative connotation to give us the picture of what's happening. Okay.
1: Yes. So when you look at that first letter, you're looking at the black and white of covenant. Are you in the kingdom? Or are you not in the kingdom mm-hmm. of light? Are you in the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness? So what is your alignment? And then the fey, the open mouth, being out of that covenant, your mouth will be producing something.
0: Proclaiming, now, speaking, isn't yeah. it
1: interesting that basically the drum is going to be our covenant of praise or our proclamation of the covenant covenant proclaiming the covenant mm-hmm. But then we can look at the opposite side of that and we can be um, Doing something negative Through our mouth
2: mm-hmm.
1: With a wrong alignment. So when you see people that are scared of the drum and say the drum should not be in church They are right if that drum and that person is operating in the kingdom of darkness yep. absolutely it could be a very detrimental thing it could it requires, open doors
0: into the into the spirit world yes. that don't need to be opened It could um, call
1: and summon mm-hmm. the wrong spirits absolutely but everything can you know God can redeem most everything there are some things that can't be baptized they've got to be burned right mm-hmm. But when you look at the fact that this is in Scripture, positive connotation. And we're
0: going to share where the Lord tells us to praise him with the drums. We're
1: commanded to use it. So this is an element that Creator wishes to have in, with his people. Mm-hmm. But it has to be with the right alignment and being used the right way by the right people.
0: I love how, how in the Paleo-Hebrew, how, how the, the, the two letters together, you know, proclaiming the covenant, to me, I see that when I'm listening to the songs. And even when Native people sing uh, songs on the drum, they're singing the name Yahweh, you know. And so they're proclaiming the covenant because he is our covenant, you oh, know.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. The Lord just showed me something. Not only that, but what do we say is the heartbeat of our people.
0: The drum. the drum.
1: So when we've got that those two letters going on in the Hebrew, the covenant and the open mouth, we are proclaiming the covenant of our heart.
2: Ooh. That heart,
1: you know, the drum being the heart, of, the our heart people, of our people, yeah. We're we're declaring where our heart sits.
2: Oh. You know, who resides
1: in our heart, who our heart belongs to Mm -hmm. who fills our heart with love and fills our mouth with praise and and so it is definitely a proclamation that is important to the First Nations people
0: it is and and, and there's such a you know I'm thinking about the protocols that go behind the drum and and the responsibilities it's not just somebody bringing a song a song of proclamation a song to make people dance you know but like for example a, a song keeper the one who who's the lead singer let's say the celebration is three or four days long he cannot repeat a song and he has to be ready at any moment for anybody to come up and request a specific type of song if the gum is if the gum, if the drum is gifted uh you know for say an honor song or a veteran song or an elder song or a or, yeah, or, or a traditional war song or whatever the song might be. And then you've oh, got the, the drum keeper who's there protecting the drum and ensuring that everybody comes to it in a sacred manner so that when the people and the singers come together and the women uh, are singing with the men and they lift up one voice, that brings that proclamation of the covenant into the spiritual realm that will just, if anybody here who has been to a powwow knows what we're talking about, you understand. And when you've been at praise and worship, like a strawberry lake Christian retreat center this past year when we had the drums and everybody was in their regalia and singing and dancing. And we, oh, it was unbelievable. The presence of God dropped. And we're going to share the verses with you that back up why the presence of God would drop and why there's so much change and why trickster would come against first nations people through the church and say, we can't use our drums.
1: Now it's important when we, um, when we examined this, to be very gracious as as far as um, dealing with others who have strong feelings against the drum, and um, we have encountered we have encountered these uh, you know mm-hmm. people that are very have very strong convictions, and they have likely seen the drum used in very wrong purposes, but.
0: Um, And and that is a healthy fear to have in making sure, like you said before, you know, where is this drum coming from? Where are these songs coming from? What alignment is there? You know, what's the source behind it? And
1: when you say healthy fear, you mean basically our fear of the Lord is making sure that we are being discerning about these matters and not allowing the enemy a door. Right. Because, you know, praise is a gateway. And... Um, Our instruments of praise are to be dedicated Consecrated and set aside for holy purposes Mm -hmm. um, Which which is also important
0: I I, I Love that that there's a verse in Jeremiah 31 verse 4 and It's 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 a wonderful verse to me because it gives us a picture of being adorned with the drums yes. and it's part of the is part of the restoration
1: Read it honey
0: read it So oh. Yahu 31 verse 4 it says I am going to build you again and you shall be rebuilt O maiden of Israel and again you shall take up your toph and go forth in the dances of those who rejoice You will take up your drums and you're going to dance and rejoice because Yahweh, our Elohim, has restored and
1: Israel and delivered. Yes. And this Woo! is this is a throwback, a reminder of when Miriam and the virgins picked up their, their drums and sang the song of victory, um, the one that was in Exodus. And I
0: can imagine that it was right before that. Uh, I thought I had it marked here. It's in Isaiah 32, where it says that the Lord goes to battle to the sound of the drums and the harp. And that's always been one that, when I found that, it just absolutely blew my mind. And I can see that as the predecessor to this because this is when he's restoring Israel and he's gone to battle for her, you know?
1: It's a beautiful picture that um, that our creator would, would battle for us and to do that in the midst of our praise, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's saying, hey, concentrate on me Concentrate on lifting me up, and I will be victorious over your enemies. So um, that's a beautiful thing. It also, the drum is is a lot about unity. Mm. And so when you said lifting up one voice, um, you know, what was Yeshua's last prayer? Um, that
0: we all be one.
1: With the disciples, it was, yes, for unity, that we would be one. And the drum is a call to, to praise,
0: It is. It's a call to warfare. It's a call to to worship. It's a call to gather the people. Uh, Let let me share that that verse I was referencing to before so you can look it up. It's Isaiah 30, verse 32. And uh, it's talking about the Lord coming to battle for his people. And it says that and every passage of the ordained staff, some uh, translations say the punishing rod, which Yahweh lays on him shall be with the drums and the harps when he shall fight with it. Battling with a brandishing arm, uh, other verses say that he he will battle to the sound of the drums. You know, and so when when what is that picture? Like you were saying, when we come together in unity and we're lifting up one voice, he goes. He the Lord battles on our behalf, does he not?
1: Yes. Now you may see in your version the the translation for uh, it. Just depends. The translation for the word tof may be drum, or it may be tambourine, or or sometimes timbrel.
0: Sometimes tabret. Yes. Those Uh, are
1: all the same word Why they decided
0: to choose different words for the same root word, I don't know. And it,
1: it could, I don't know, maybe they're looking at it across time, too. I haven't studied to see if this might be the case. But the drum through time has gone through some changes. This is true. For example... The oldest versions of the drum would be most similar to what you would find in a native hand drum. It would be that wooden frame with a hide stretched across it that you would hit with the hand or or with a stick. But as time progressed and metallurgy became, you know, metalworking became um, something that was more prolific, prolific, then you started to see little symbols Put inside the the rim yeah, of the wooden frame, so that every time it was struck, not only did you find that bass, beautiful drum sound, but you also found a, a clinkering, a, tinkling, a jingle, sound. A, you know, a jingle of those those metal discs together, which, which
0: you actually found a reference to, you know, thinking about jingle dress you actually found a biblical reference to the jingle clinking sound yes. that you hear on a jingle dress dancer's dress. Yeah. You find that in scripture. Um, I want to read Psalm 81, uh, a few verses here, because we're going to share a song with you.
1: And and then after that, that progression of the metal with the skin, then you find uh, some more modern versions which took the skin out, mm-hmm. and you just find the symbols in the frame.
0: Which scripture also says to praise him with crashing loud cymbals, too. <laughs> so,
1: so, uh, so you've got expressions of the same instrument. Um, that's maybe why you find, you know, throughout time, depending on if they were working metal at the time versus when they came out of is- Egypt, mm-hmm. they had not been able to do metal working because of the, um, because of the a fear of weapons rising up.
0: Well, I'm going to read Psalm 81 um, and while, while you look up this other one. These are just three short psalms that, that admonish and command us to use the drums. Uh, Tehillim 81, Psalm 81. It says, shout for joy to Elohim, our strength. Shout to him for joy. Raise a shout to the Elohim of Yaakov. Lift up a song and beat the drum. Here you go, folks. Lift up a song and beat Beat the the drum. drum. What do you got? What do you got over there, hon? What do you got?
1: I want to rock and roll all night and beat the drum every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, forgive me. All right. So Psalm 149. Let's go to verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing, make melody to him with tof and liar. so your translation may say tambourine or it may say drum or timbrel yep. but that word is tof that is a drum
0: and psalm 150 verse 4 says praise him praise him with the drums and dancing which is exactly what our people do when we go to war when we go to powwow and when we're dancing in that circle and, and you can ask the traditionals, what are you doing? I'm dancing for those who can't dance. I'm dancing for the warriors who haven't come home. I'm dancing for the elders. I'm dancing for the children. Because while they're dancing, they are praying. And do you see why the enemy would want to stop us from using the drum? Because when we do our war songs, you know, there's times when we've done deliverance over people. And we bust out some of the war songs because we're warring in the spirit realm over a person's soul. So but you, going back to unity, right? Because sometimes that warfare the creator takes over when we're singing.
1: Yes. You know, this might be a good time for us to share a drum song with with everybody. They don't want to
0: hear a drum song.
1: But creator might want to hear a drum song.
0: <laughs> All right, so this is a song that uh that we wrote. Um it's called the
1: Unity Round unity Dance. Unity Round
0: Dance. Uh, it's not on one of our albums yet. We're putting together all new songs for another CD, uh, but this song is a Unity Round Dance song. I pray for this song and put it together and we just lift it up to Creator that there be unity um, as as, and we thank you, Creator, for giving us this song and that we can release it to the people. the mm-hmm. Pray for unity in the body of Mashiach. Because beloved Messiah is not coming back for a dismembered bride. He's coming back for a unified bride. And that bride is going to include First Nations believers who are going to be singing with their hand drums and with the big powwow drums, the all drums with their rattles and their native instruments. There's not going to be a Baptist section and a Methodist section and a gospel section and an acapella section. And in this section, we're all going to be worshiping.
1: You know, um, one of the things, we're, we're so used to basically doing some apologetics for <laughs> why the drum is okay. Let's look at it in an, entire, an entirely different um, manner. Let's look at it like this. If you are out there telling people that drums are evil, you are, and that they should not use drums, you should not... You you are instructing them to be disobedient to Psalm 149 and Psalm 150.
0: And, you know, we cannot apologize if you're offended, if you believe this, because Scripture says that the Word of God will offend. These aren't our words. We're not saying this because it's part of our culture, and we're trying to justify anything in our culture or traditions. This isn't justification. This is a commandment of God to worship him with the drums.
1: Now, there are a lot of different instruments in Psalm 150. And if you are one of those people that don't have any natural ability for timing, we would encourage you to choose a different instrument than the <laughs> drum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing.
1: You can do it anyway, just, uh, you know, quietly so you don't throw the rest of us off.
0: And if some of you listening to this are thinking, well, yeah, but that's the Old Testament. Well, please think of this. Either God does not change, or according to your philosophy, by saying that's Old Testament, you are saying that God does change. And I'm sorry, but my Bible says that the Lord does not change.
1: He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he likes the drums. Obviously, it's in his symphony list of needed things in (laughs) Psalm 150. That is the symphony chapter in my book. And he's saying, hey, I want all of the sections there. I want the drum section, the the violin section. The harps, the
0: guitars, the banjos. He's
1: like, I want the shofar section. The cymbals. (laughs) And so when we're cutting out the drums, we're cutting out something um, and Ooh. each one of these, cult- you know, cultures have different specialties. Yeah. Like the Celtic culture are known for bagpipes, and bagpipes are in the
0: scriptures. Yep. Uh, yep. That's right, folks. Because the bagpipes is actually a Middle Eastern uh, instrument, but we'll get into that uh, another day, yeah. uh, and, we, and why it wasn't translated translated as bagpipe in the Bible.
1: But each culture has its own specialty. Oh
0: yeah.
1: You know, and. Native people and a lot of the African nations, Mm -hmm. drums are part of our specialty, and um, so what we see, we see the Father thinking of us when he's talking about this. This is a, a picture of when the all nations, tribes, and tongues are there in Revelation
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, singing his praises, we're going to be. But they're not
0: just singing songs in their heart. Sorry. Yes.
1: <laughs> there's going to be some instrumentation going on.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some loud fanfare. I mean, the minute you hear the shofar, you know, that, that triumphant entry, I, I mean, and, and you can look at ancient Middle Eastern culture and they would have drums going because you knew something powerful was taking place especially when it came to battle.
1: Yes. And, you know, when you look at that scripture in Isaiah that you brought up, creator going to battle to the sound of our praise with the harp and the drum. Oh, I love it.
0: Mm -hmm. We've often uh, been thinking about, you know, praying for a song that would involve the harp and the drums specifically because of that scripture and and making it a war song and a battle song. but, you know, we didn't really even talk much about uh, some of the structures of, of the songs and singing. Uh, our songs and the drum aren't just something that we beat. We really hope that you understand that. It's an it's a instrument that we consider sacred for those uh, instruments that have been set apart and anointed for that purpose. Uh, we have songs that span many different types of occasions. Uh, I mentioned, you know, veteran songs, honor songs, prayer songs, or songs for different specific types of dances.
1: You know, I'd love to go over just a few really important protocol um, concerning the drum. Oh, yeah. For example, you never place a drum on the ground. It would always be on something. For example, the powwow drums would always be on a a drum stand.
0: These are the big drums that are at least, you know, three, four foot wide in some places. A drum that's been laid on the ground is a drum that's been disgraced and dishonored. Uh, It's a drum that that has been set aside it's no longer sacred. Um, A drum that's set on its side on the ground is also another symbol, uh, another uh, drum that's been dishonored. I have personally witnessed an elder take a drum and and there's different ways that a drum can be deemed uh, not sacred anymore because of the actions of the singer or the drum keeper or the lead singer. Uh, I've actually watched an elder take a drum, and one way is a knife that goes right into the center of that drum, and it's sliced. Uh, If that that drum is set on its side and then sliced, that's like double insult to honor. And that was just because the drum sang a song that they didn't have permission, protocol, they didn't have permission to sing a song.
1: Now, there is an exception to the sitting the drum on its side. And that is when it's on a blanket yes. being warmed up in the sun. Yes. And so there's a blanket that is specifically used to cover the drum when it's not being used mm-hmm. or to put it on its side, um, leaning up against something when the sun needs to heat yeah. it. A drum but, is never
0: left by itself. Yes. The, the drum kit is the drum keeper's responsibility to always ensure that he is sitting, here, or she's sitting at that drum. Um, I do think we need to mention when I said he or she that not all tribes have women singers at the drum as well. So that's very tribe specific. Uh, so we are talking about the drum protocols and traditions based on well, our ancestors or, and, um, what we've learned. And, and what we've learned, um, you know, from my people, the, the women also use the drums. Um, so that's the perspective we're coming from because we understand some tribes do not do that.
1: And, um, many tribes will allow the women to use hand drums but not necessarily to sit at the powwow drum Mm -hmm. it's kind of this is an area where there's a little bit of pushback right now in Indian country kind of um, bringing the women some of them bringing the women in to sit at the drum while Mm -hmm. others are keeping with um, a more with an older thought of keeping the women on the outside that um, you know, women sing on the drums, but we well, usually stand while the men. Uh, we stand behind our men,
0: and there's a purpose for that. I mean, there is a reason, and um, and, and sometimes I wonder if people have been explained. It's not. It's not a sexist thing. It's there's a protocol for everything that has to do with the drum, and one of the reasons that the women stand behind the men. The men are sitting down, facing the drum, and they have the drumsticks in their hands. Their backs are to the world. They're defenseless. And we have the women who are natural armor bearers, just like Aish Kael, know, woman, um, uh, uh, Izer, uh, biblically is an armor bearer. The women stand behind us as they're singing an octave higher than what we're singing, covering us with their prayers and songs as well that join, that go up to the Creator. And they are watching. And they're watching. Watching
1: out for our men, keeping mm-hmm. um, keeping we're being the watchman on the gate mm-hmm. or at the, on the wall
0: during the praise exactly and it's such a powerful thing when that protocol is observed i'm not taking away from the women who are singing and have drums uh, but there's something very powerful in that traditional form of, of of singing because of that protocol
1: and we we're sensitive to the holy spirit there are um all women drums out there also oh yeah and um we have seen and heard some wonderful things about that um about them incredible singers too and and so it's it's interesting but but i encourage you to obey scripture and as our time wraps up here let's let's pray for um for first nations people and beyond that the drum would be um the voice would be restored and be sanctified and consecrated father we ask you for for um, truth to go forth, for your word to go forth, that we would be um, sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that there would be discernment that would occur with, um, with drum issues and sensitivity. Father, we ask you that the voice of the First Nation people rise up in praise to you, creator of all, and would lift up the name of Yeshua in praise. Praise and honor that we would bring in the young ones to, to sit at the drum so that they can learn to praise and worship you also and will give you honor and glory in the name of Yeshua.